0: Roth one was over <laughs> Parents won Kids, sip I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing
1: That it was all started by a mouse
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep
0: Gentlemen Start your engines
1: To infinity and beyond
2: Touch a madness around here.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin and today I'm joined by two of my good buddies. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the one that's I think having the same problem I am and that is with all the pollen and all the allergies. Mike, how are things up uh, in South Carolina? Myrtle Beach, a little
1: north of me. I'm not used to this pollen stuff. I mean, we had some pollen stuff that we were talking about earlier today, but every morning I come out and my car's got like a sheet of yellow on it. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I'm in my backyard dusting my barbecue off on a regular basis. It's uh, something to get used to. But I will tell you, uh, I had a great week since we were, you know, recorded last. My mom came to town last Tuesday. She was able to fly in and she left today, unfortunately, but she's looking forward to her next trip back. And, um, A lot of stuff going on here. Uh, Sarah started her new job today. She is now a hostess for Margaritaville. So if anyone is in the Myrtle Beach area and you want to be sat at a table... You know, a guy, well, actually a girl. So you can go in and, you know, drop her name. And Sarah's going to be working as a hostess. And she's very excited because she's a a fan of Jimmy Buffett and she enjoys uh, the Margaritaville restaurant. So she's going to be working there now. She's going to be working there a few days a week. And uh, today was her first day. And uh, speaking of jobs, I have a little something on the horizon, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to explain what it is now I want it to kind of come to fruition first and then we'll uh, chat about it a little bit more but uh, it should be interesting and other than that it's been a pretty busy eventful week for the Stolfi household I like
0: it man hey now quick question so I worked food and bed for years Mm -hmm. and I worked in restaurants where you got the same music over and over again how long will it take and I'll go around the table how long will it take until she hates Jimmy Buffett music I'm going to go six weeks of hearing the same songs over and over again.
2: Dave? I was going to give it less than that. Uh, my initial thought jumped to like a month, but it might even be as as short as three weeks. Like, that can that can grate on you. Like, yeah. eventually you're like, waste away. awake. I don't <laughs> I want it to waste the- anymore. I don't want it to waste away. I don't want it. Don't make I don't the want volcano it. explode.
0: No. Uh, Mike, we'll have to come back to you for, for an update on yes, this. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
2: Yeah, we want to know. Start the uh, clock.
0: <laughs> speaking of, somebody hears the same music constantly. You were just in the parks uh, just up until just like an hour ago. How are you, buddy, Dave?
2: I'm good. I'm well. I'm great. Uh, yeah, that, that's not true. That's not true. I'm in mourning. Okay? Like, I'm mourning a loss. Oh a loss gosh. of an amazing team that I, I've supported since I knew anything about basketball, really. Uh <laughs> And that's not a lie. I was devastated by the loss of my tigers. Um, it was Auburn, right? Is that the right? What team? tiger? That's the uh, one. Yeah, that's, yeah that good. would be the Excellent. one. Excellent. Just making sure I had the right one. Good. Yeah, just devastated. Devastated. Um, how are you, sportsman? Are you... I don't
0: know what you're talking about. I'm, okay. I'm excited for uh, summer. It's a really nice here. I played hmm. some golf this weekend. So denial. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, denial no is clue. not just a river in Egypt, then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Not> <laughs>
2: at Denial. <all>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect way to
0: use that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I am. In all
2: seriousness, though, I am great. Um, doing really well, and um, and I don't, I don't have any allergies. I don't have hay fever. I've never have never.
0: Oh man, you're yeah. lucky. Yeah.
2: So I have no idea what you're all talking about.
0: Dude, I'm fighting it. I've been fighting it for a week. It, it always never fails to. It always turns into a cold. Mm. Um, so, I'll be using this cough button aloud. Try to always remember to turn it back on so you can hear my voice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a mess here, man. Just the pollen and the noceums, you know, the, the oh, yeah. little gnats, uh, yep. they bite. I've got little red We had soccer tonight. I got little red bumps where the noceums were getting me. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, it's, but other than that, you know, everything's good in the um, world. Can't what, complain.
2: One other thing happening in my life, and that is that uh, as of tomorrow that we're recording right now, and by the time this drops, I will be the father of a six-year-old. Oh, awesome. Uh, Tomorrow morning. Yeah. So Charlotte turns six. Sorry? Big plans? Huge plans. What do you think we're doing?
0: Um, I'm going to go with taking her to Universal.
2: No, Um, we are having dinner in the castle uh, at Magic Kingdom, uh, breakfast, sorry, in the castle at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, and then some fun in Magic Kingdom, and depending upon if she can push through, maybe to fireworks, if we'll make it a whole day, if she melts down and goes Chernobyl uh, earlier, we'll just peace out and come home and push her until she's done, Um, and I'll probably tap out with a two-year-old as well at some point.
0: That's solid, man. Yeah. That's so, so, that's a solid birthday right we're just there. And also go ride
2: hey, some rides. We got some we got some Cinderella dresses. It's all gonna be I happening. Love
0: it. Happy, happy birthday, Charlotte. Yeah. That's amazing. Six is a great cool. year. Um and I want to mention too, how much planning have you done? You and I are both setting sail on the Disney Magic uh pretty soon. Uh, other than booking Palo, I've done absolutely nothing.
2: Oh, am I meant to do stuff for that? <laughs> um All right, I'll look into it. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, so Palo Brunch was all... uh, See, I'm spoiled as a Platinum Cruiser, like, you know, where I Mm. always get... You know, one, I get my free Palo. Right. And two, I always get to book first, so Mm. I can uh, can do it. Now, let me say this. Um, I preempted this by contacting a good friend of mine, and I said, hey, how about the day before I come down and I stay with you and we go to dinner somewhere... Around Orlando, around Disney property. And then, you know what? Since, you know, I think it's a good idea. I think you and your wife should sail with me and my wife. And so the good Reagans, Rick and Corey, will be setting sail with us as well. And uh, they'll be, we'll be hanging out with them, man.
2: Amazing. That's awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. No, we've got... We've... Like... Palo's probably going to go by the wayside on this one purely because, like, we got little ones and we're yeah. still waiting to find out if the uh, nursery is going to be open. And but uh, yeah, we'll we'll have plenty of time for Palo uh, in years. Why don't you just tell
0: Melanie that you're going to go tell her, tell her that you made a reservation for one.
2: <laughs> i got a reservation <laughs> for one at Palo. They had only one spot available. I'm really sorry, enjoy. honey.
0: Tell her to enjoy her seating at the main, main dining as you go to Palo
2: with two kids. Just yeah. like that, tell her you'll uh, bring
0: her some leftover chocolate sea Just like one oh, bite. That left is over.
2: so nice of me. I am so generous. <laughs> I, I'm such a great husband. You're such a great husband. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. Um,
0: with that said, uh, we started talking, guys. We're—I don't know what got me in this mind frame. Um, I was gonna say, I think you it's a,
2: this topic, and I'm like, um, it's not yeah. even
0: October. Yeah, but so we watched Katie and I. I'm wearing my Halloween Horror Night shirt right now. Katie and I watched the new Scream movie. Um, it came to Paramount Plus, so we watched that. It was good. It was a throwback to the original, so I liked it. And then it, also. We're going to be in the parks here in a couple of weeks for spring break, um, and it brought me into the topic we're going to talk about. Before we get into the topic, I want to talk about the crowds a little bit, um, because they're, they're – every time I'm looking at wait times, they're extremely long, and I think that we should talk to a lot of our DDP family out there that maybe this will be their first trip going over spring break. Their kids are finally old enough and in school, and they haven't done spring break at Disney before. And just really quickly, maybe a quick five minutes, talk about our best kind of solutions to fighting the crowds the way they are. Because, look, you're going during one of the busiest times of the year with spring break. Also, it's the first real vacation, spring break, spring break vacation, Disney-wise, that you're getting post-COVID. So it's going to be even busier than it has been in the past. Um, so, Mike, I'm going to come to you. Something that you do that kind of helps you. With the crowds,
1: I try and look at the schedule, and I try I try to avoid the Magic Kingdom on the weekends. I feel like Magic Kingdom is always busy for the weekend. You have the local people that want to come down. It, It tends to be one of those things. But one of the things we try and do, if we go to the parks and we get that vibe, where we're really not getting on anything. We'll change our plans. I mean, a lot of us have a rigid plan when it comes to coming to the parks and we're going to come do this. We're going to do these rides. We have this set up for a uh, reservation time. But if we get to the parks and we have that vibe where it's busy, the best thing we're going to do is we're going to go back to the resort and we're going to spend time in the pool. Because the bottom line is you're on vacation. And when you're on vacation, you need downtime. And I think one of the most important things is be flexible with your schedule and find that alternate option where you're not going to be miserable being, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people in the park. You know, waiting online, waiting out in the heat on a, you know, on a, on a you know, Florida kind of day where you're just going to be miserable. It's still vacation, still enjoy your time, still enjoy that family time. And the Disney pools are amazing and they're all open. So I would go to the pools and jump and leave the park if you have to.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, that's something we do. You and I have done that personally. I remember we were staying outside the Splash Mountain. We looked at each other and went, yeah, let's go back to the resort and swim. Um, and being able to throw that Audible in on any vacation, especially a Disney vacation, is massive. Um, but I know people like to be in the parks and they, they want to be there. So I do understand you know, you you kind of a, approaching it and being like, I I know I love the resorts, but I want to be in the parks too. So we understand that. But I love that idea. That's what we do. We love our pool time. We love checking out the resorts, maybe Disney Springs, stuff like that. Dave, what's something that you could give – Uh, the DDP family to kind of work through when it's a really crowded day?
2: I mean, here's the thing, is there's only so many spots in Disney World that are particularly now with the reservation system, the way it works. Um, And I had a day on tour the other day where I was in, I think I was in Magic Kingdom and Studios, and I went, oh, neither of these are particularly crazy, crazy. They're busy, but they're not absolutely insane for first week of spring break. And I was like, oh, that's really strange. And the next day I had uh, a family on tour who were like, oh, we were in Epcot yesterday and it was absolute bedlam. And I was like, oh, so if you were in Epcot and it was absolutely jam-packed wall to wall, could not move in the afternoon, that means that everybody that had a ticket for uh one of those parks used their park hopper function and decided to do Saturday afternoon at Epcot. And
1: mm-hmm. if they're
2: all at Epcot, it means they're not in other places. And I was like And I haven't explored this thoroughly enough, like this literally happened in the last two days, but I was like, is it worth it in that moment, like Mike was saying, to call an Audible and say, I wonder what's happening over at studios. Let's take a look on the app at some of those wait wait times and see if that indicates what's happening in the park. And should we be jumpy? Should we... Should we call that Audible and not go back to the resort, but jump on the uh, Skyliner from the back mm-hmm. of Epcot and 15, 20 minutes later, you can be walking into uh, into Hollywood Studios. Um, and if it's not as crazy over there, like shift and, and to quote friends, pivot. Pivot. <laughs> or was that just the entirety of 2020? Anyway, um, but yeah, so that 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 kind of springs to mind um the other one is prepare uh i have a friend who is um at the last second went oh i think i might want to come to disney and for 3 of the 4 days they were able to book tickets at epcot only and on one of the four days they could not get a disney parks pass for any of the four theme parks until some last minute ones dropped or became available today for tomorrow mhm and then it was epcot again so i was like yeah like you got to you got to prep you got to be prepared you like disney is fast turning into You can't just wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to go there. Nope. So prepare and pivot.
1: With this technology that we have today with the apps and the wait times and all that, how hard would it be for Disney to incorporate something? Because I know they listen to the show. I mean, we think they do at least. Uh, how Maybe incorporate in the app how busy the parks actually are. You know, when I go to Planet Fitness and you open up the app and you're going to go check in, it tells you how busy the gym is. You know, if it's, if it's crowded, if it's not crowded. What if they gave you that particular, t- say, hey, listen, you know, the average attendance at uh, Magic Kingdom is... 50,000 people right now or at 10,000 people or and what it was just to kind of give you an idea maybe that it would keep people from going to those parks to keep them from getting overcrowded and to keep them from, you know, maybe adjust your day to be, go to a particular park where it's not as busy. Wouldn't that be in Disney's benefit to do that, especially with the park reservation system and people start to park up, park up kind of even out the crowds a little bit?
2: I mean, they used to, particularly internally, not too much externally, but they used to talk about like how many thousands of people were in each park per day. They now don't even share that with us, let alone put it out for the public. So, um, I understand, I, the short answer is yes, that probably would work in their to their advantage if it allowed people to prep and move and figure out where they wanted to be, uh, based on that information. But yeah, they don't, they don't share that with even me
0: (laughs) we know that disney doesn't like to share numbers and that's okay but they could do it in a a sense of like a one to ten you know what i mean or like five like one to five mickeys like how many you know you get on the app and it's like four mickeys are are lit up on the app and you know wow that park's pretty crowded you know what i mean and then you get on there's one mickey you are like oh okay maybe that's maybe that's the case but you did mention dave and i love this it's changed the fact that now we have all We have three parks that are connected in a seamless way that we can get from from one to the other. I mean, look, it's hard to... You you can't go from Magic Kingdom to Hollywood Studios without, you know, park hopping through Epcot then to Hollywood Studios. But if you're at Epcot, now you have two choices, too, that you can go to. So the Skyliner gondola has really changed the game because it's taken those buses out of the equation. You know, for me, anytime I don't throw out a bus, I'm happy. Um, And you mentioned... It's funny because we've hit two very different things that I think people need to keep in mind. One, preparing, and that comes in, you know, I do this every day, you know, being online, getting those reservations, getting dining, you know, you've got to be on top of it. But then also being able to shift your, your plans at the last second if you need to. A lot of times, you know, you can modify a dining reservation if you need to, you know, day before. Um and you can kind of make those those plans change. So you kind of have to, yes, you need to be prepared, but you also need to be willing to not be so, you know, strict with your plans that you've got to stay, you know, I'm on this sheet of paper, I know at 10 15, I'm doing this and at eleven o'clock, I'm doing this. I mean, you might be set, setting yourself up for, you know, not I mean you're never gonna have a miserable day, but setting yourself up for uh, a less magical day than you could have if you're a little more on the fly, I'm going to give people mine real quick and then we'll move on the to topic. Mine is, I think you need, you know, we talked about prepare, pivot. Um, but I think you also need to look at what your expectations are and start at the top and will you work your way down. So as a family sitting down at the dining room table, you know, a month out, two months out and saying, Hey, in the magic kingdom, what's the three attractions that we as a family want to do? Like have that conversation at dinner. And, and put them one, two, three. And then what's our next three? You know, what's our one show that we definitely wanna do? Do we wanna hit fireworks? Do we wanna see parades? Figure out who in the family wants to do what and then make a game plan from there. So that way you make sure to hit those main priorities. And then anything you add on top of that is a bonus. No matter how many times you go to Disney, you're never gonna experience it all. It's just not gonna happen. You know, there's too many stuff outside the parks to do, there's too much stuff at the resorts there's a painting classes, there's you name it, there's always something added and always something new. So just know when you go, have an expectation for the couple of things you definitely want to get done. And then anything on top of that is a bonus. And I think if you go into it with that mentality, when it's busy in the parks, you're not going to be disappointed. I think you're going to come out having a great time. You know, people are really going to enjoy it. And, and you're gonna be like, okay, we got to do exactly what we wanted to do. And I think that that's the path for a magical Disney vacation when it's busy. So with that said, we wanted to dive in and talk about those real quick. That is not our topic tonight. Our topic tonight has to do with with spring break, though. And it started with me and my family and my uh, conversation I had with Riley and Katie. So we hit a milestone in our house last week um, with Riley. Riley is now over 54 inches tall. Now, what does that mean at Disney nothing at all. Doesn't mean anything at Disney. But as you know, I frequent the other parks in Orlando. And so it does mean things at Universal and SeaWorld. And that brought to mind huge, huge roller coasters like Manta, uh, like Kraken, like, um, um, let's see, what's at Universal? Uh, The Hulk that she can do. Dr. Doom's she can do now. And this absolutely terrified my wife. The fact that her baby Can now ride these monster roller coasters terrified her. So it got me to thinking: What at Disney World terrifies us? What at Disney World attraction wise, when families sit down, maybe terror terrifies or or intimidates the kids, terrifies or intimidates you know groups or adults uh, or us in particular. I think that that is an amazing topic to dive into because I think a lot of families, like I said, when they plan their vacation, maybe they need to hear our real take on these attractions and it may help their little ones to break through that fear or they may hear from me whenever I talk about one and they may go, I'm not riding that. You crazy. Uh, So Dave, let me start with you. What's one attraction that you're really going to think, you know what, that's got an intimidating presence and I know a lot of kids or a lot of parents are really afraid of that attraction.
2: I was going to say the obvious one that springs to mind, and I know that somebody, one of the three people on this show uh, right now is uh, more than a little terrified of it, uh, which is probably good because in its name, it talks about terror. Uh, And that is, of course, the Hollywood Tower of Terror um, at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. And here's the thing. All right. The thing that I think is the most confrontational about this ride is that it's that, uh, the way I put it to guests where they'll be really excited that their child is now 40 inches and able to ride, and my standard response is, just because they can ride doesn't mean they should. Like, it's, like, we've, all three of us have kids. We know what it's like where... The kid overthinks something, and get and over processes and lets it get, uh, and it might be. Some, my daughter has just figured out how to ride a bike. I think I mentioned it the other week that we've uh, that we're we've achieved nice. that. And um and yeah, so and that was a really intimidating thing for a while, and she she overcomplicated it in her head and like overthought it and like would like started almost having panic attacks at the thought of having to ride a bike on her own without training wheels. And so we had to go back and we had to talk about it. We had to break it down and we had to do a couple of steps before getting to that point. And when, when you walk towards the tower of terror and hear people
1: screaming
2: mm-hmm. as they descend that thing and disappearing into the void, that's a really intimidating vibe, okay? And then you get up in there, and, like, it's all dark and shadowy, and all of the cobwebs are hanging there, and then you walk into the library, and it goes dark, and then the video plays, and you see, like, these five people disappear, and an elevator, like, be absorbed into the fifth dimension, and uh, and into the Twilight Zone, and then they and then you walk out of that library and you're in that uh that maintenance service area and it's dark and and you see people stepping on board and then you don't see them stepping off again and the next group just disappear into this hole like it's a really intimidating vibe that only continues to build and psych you out and that's what it's there for and then you get on it and In all honesty, it's like, what, 40 seconds of Mm -hmm. cray-cray up and down, but it's what gets you to that point. And so it's a really intimidating attraction, and it comes off as scary. And until they are of an age where either it doesn't bother them or if it does bother them, they're able to process it, there's no point in even walking in. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like all you're doing is ruining the rest of their day and yours by doing it to them. If they want to, awesome. But when they want to tag out, let them tag out. Nobody wants to see that kid crying.
0: Let me take it. Let me take it a different way, okay? Because one, Go. you did mention uh, a host. It's none of the three of us. That would be Jason. Was oh, it's the one Jason,
2: isn't it? terrified oh, one, but, of Tower uh, of Terror. Uh, I remember yours now. That's the right. The
0: six foot, like four marine, is the Correct. one terrified of Tower of Terror. Um, love you, and uh, but still, that he was the one. Um, let me take it the other way, though. Let's talk to the parents really quickly because I think this has to do with certain instructions. My kid is a weird kid. Like she is not afraid of anything, like parks related. Like when she looks at Manta at SeaWorld, which you lay flat on your stomach and you're flying through, you know, she thinks that looks amazing. But yet my wife is terrified for her to do it. So how would you, Dave, approach that situation with Tower of Terror? Let's say your kid wants to do it, but you as a parent or maybe your spouse is just not quite there. I mean, you got to be able to explain to them that look, it's an attraction, it's meant to be fun, there's a story to it, and they're at Disney, they're safe. You know, like, all safety precautions are there. Because I think that's that one step. Once that 40 inches is reached at Disney, that's the big step, man. 40
2: inches is so tiny. I've seen, like, three-year-olds that are at 40 inches. It's insane that we're like, yeah, you're three, you can totally go on this. And I think that's a testimony to how safe the attractions are. Is that we're like, yeah, you can be three years old and we're willing to put you on this ride if you're, if you want to and if you're comfortable with them. Um, if I'm walking towards, let's keep it with Tower of Terror, and that five-year-old, six-year-old is like, I want to do it. This is what I want to do. And the mom or dad is like, I'm not sure. They're letting their own fears get in the way of letting them do it. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about how the bride works. Let's, let's discuss that. You're not actually falling. You're an adult. I can, I'll, I'll explain the engineering phenomenon that is tower of terror. Let's break it down. Let's process it so that we can put their mind at ease. And then I will say to them, look, you don't have to go on it. I'm going to give you a nice cool spot to sit in like this little underground area in a nice cool air conditioned location and you get to see photos, and you'll get to see all these different people coming off the ride. And a few minutes later, we'll be there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'll take the kid on it. Like, if they want to do it, it, they should be allowed to do it. But you've got to make sure everybody is okay with it.
0: Yeah, I think more so if the kids the kids scared, that's understandable. If you're a parent and you're scared for your kids, I think you need to let you at some point. You know, this isn't a parenting podcast, but we can dive into it. At some point, you got to start letting go a little bit, you know? And I think that's hard. It's hard for some parents to do that. You know, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're 40 inches. And then I'm like, put your hands in the air. You're going to fly. It's so much more fun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going crazy. And Katie's like, hold her leg. Hold her leg. And I'm like, she's fine. And she's like, you can't even see her. It's dark. And I'm like, she'll be there when it comes back. And if not, there's tons of kids around here. We'll find another one. It's fine. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, you got you to go out there, and you got to, like, let them branch out and, and you you explore. Do. And I and do all that love so. also
2: Katie impersonation. Can that's my Katie impersonation. Yeah, yeah, that was harder leg. Harder ah, <laughs> leg.
0: She used to make her wear light up shoes because on Space Mountain she could at least see like her shoes like lighting up whenever she would stomp her feet on the thing. I'm like, you're insane, you're insane, lady. Um, and so it's gonna be fun, man. Now that she'll be able to ride the big big roller coasters. That's fun because Katie said she's not riding. Katie's like, and that's that's where it gets. That's what's perfect point by you. That's okay. You don't have to. I'll take her on it, yep. and then I'll say, I'm not holding your leg. Hands up. Let's roll. And as you right. pass the photo spot, you know, we're doing our thing. So um, I'm excited. Uh, Mike, what's one for you? Look, doesn't this just have to be kids? It can be afraid for kids, but also intimidating for adults. Intimidating for you personally,
1: or maybe somebody in your family. I think one that's kind of a, a sleeper, one that's kind of a surprise that you don't expect it to be because it kind of looks pretty cute on the outside, and that would be uh, tough to be a bug. I mean, that's you know a tree of life. It's it's the the icon of the park. You figure, hey, you know what? It's going to be you know the the, the cute little bug and flick. It's a story of bugs, and then you know that can be pretty terrifying. I mean, you know when the fog comes in, and the spiders drop, and the things are jumping around near you, and you know it's kind of a 4d when you when you feel them you know jumping under your butt and uh it's it's definitely one of those things that if you're not prepared for that you could really terrify your kids oh it's that's a great one it only terrifies the kids
0: okay can i make a confession okay i i pick my feet up off the ground so that it doesn't <laughs> they don't they don't tickle my legs <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it
2: <laughs> it's so adorable <laughs>
0: I don't I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Um as I, I pick them up so that way no one's no one's touching me. You'll see me if you ever go with me and you pay attention, you'll watch me just pick my feet up off the ground a little bit. Um that's a really good one, man. And you do notice. Because that's in any height, too. Like can go on oh, yeah. that. There's no height restriction on that. But it's more of a show than an attraction. Um you'll notice I I I don't know if I've ever been in that where someone's not screaming. Bloody murder like a kid or a baby or like, I really think
2: that every time.
0: Yeah. I really think if that's, <laughs> Mike, that's such a good one that I would actually tell families, Hey, maybe this one's not for you. You know what I mean? Like if you have like a uh, two years or younger, you know what I mean? Like maybe, or at least warn them, let them know what's coming, stuff like that. So that's, that's really, really good. Um, because that, that is, that's, that's quite terrifying. That's still such a great audio animatronic.
1: Oh yeah, one of the large. Hopper? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Real large, really animated. Has you know, you almost feel like he's live. Quite a few times. I mean, he's he, it's a great animatronic. Uh, like I said, I, I've been I've been taken aback because Sammy's a roller coaster person, much like Riley should go on everything. But Sammy almost refuses to go into you know into the uh, tough to be a bug because uh, she's just you know petrified of it. And you know, it's just a bug thing. What can I tell you?
0: Speaking of our previous host, wasn't it Jay that didn't know there was an attraction in there? Yes. We were doing the one show that one yep. time. That was awesome. That was so much fun. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Where am I going to go? Okay. You guys talked about scary stuff for kids. I'm going to go straight to scary stuff for adults. Uh, I think there's, there's not that many attractions at Walt Disney World that truly, if you have even mild claustrophobia, will set you over the top like Mission Space. Um that is a very intense attraction if you do orange it's claustrophobic it's dark I I mean it's look you're doing a simulator that they use in real training and that is quite intimidating for a lot of people and if you're new to the parks and you've never been a lot of people don't realize that that's what that is you know you are in there and and I mean I'm going to say that the the video screen in front of you is probably 12 inches from your face. About that?
2: Well, probably. Maybe even less. <laughs> you're it's harnessed really in with
0: shoulder straps. Um, you have s- small, you know, like kind of walls in between in, in between your head. You can't see the people around you unless you lean forward. But if you lean forward, you're gonna get sick. Like it's gonna happen. It's a very intimidating attraction for people if they have claustrophobia. Um I don't recommend it at all. Dave, what do you say to people whenever they go to start do this attraction?
2: Uh I tell people that it's the only ride where if I'm given the option I will try not to ride. Um mm-hmm. as a tour guide like and I tell them it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I don't it's not that it makes me feel sick or anything, but I just don't feel I function at my best for like the next like 24 minutes following the attraction i just i get off it and i'm like oh and like my my job is to function at my best my job is to be switched on and have the plan and know what's next and know where i'm going and to be like nope i'm feeling it um you almost always, have to plan for it yeah like you can't like it's the only ride in disney world with bath bags on it for goodness yeah. sakes. like, yeah. And they warn you like 27 times, uh, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Have you thought about this? Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. And you're like, oh, my God, I really shouldn't be doing this. Like, <laughs> like That makes me even more nervous, too, whenever
0: you're sitting there and it's like the list of things that are wrong with you. It's like. Yep. If you are pregnant, have back, seizures, claustrophobic, scared I'm standing of dark there spaces. I I might be yeah. pregnant.
2: Like maybe I <laughs> are, shouldn't.
0: Are, they might as well be like, are five foot eight from Charleston, South Carolina. Have a wife and a small child with you. Um, you sh- your name's you Justin. Shouldn't. You should not ride this attraction. I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. No. I know
2: I shouldn't be riding this. Uh, one of my favorite memories of that attraction is I I had a group of four that went on it. And I was standing at the exit because it meant I didn't have to ride. And I was standing outside the doors of where Orange emptied. And this kid comes out from like the ride before them. And so I'm like a couple of rotations ahead and I'm standing there waiting. And this kid, he looks like he's about 12 or so. And he walks out and he goes. And I looked at him and I went, do not throw up in here. There's a garden bed at the end of this hallway. Run. And he took off. I never saw him again but I really hope he made it to the garden bend <laughs> like
0: do you think do you think for multiple reasons not just mission space do you think epcot sees as much vomit as all three other parks combined
2: i don't know magic kingdom gets a lot like just with the amount of small of,
0: small kids the
2: small kids and just the amount of like <laughs> popcorn and cotton candy and it's like, the only
0: it's the only park the I've cups. ever ever vomited in <laughs> was Magic Kingdom. It was the teacups? I got sick on teacups.
2: Teacups. Yeah. No. I don't know. I think Magic King Magic Kingdom might hold. Like, I I don't think Studios sees as much. Okay, and so if we put Kingdom, Studios and Epcot don't. on
0: one team, and Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom on the other, who wins? Ooh.
2: that's tough.
0: Epcot and Food and Wine. I think
2: it might be. I think it might be Studios Epcot.
0: I think so, because people are drinking excessively. I
2: feel like Animal Kingdom brings very little to the party on that.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're getting any of it.
2: Like, Flight of Passage? Some. Flight of Passage.
0: That would be the one. Yeah, some people have a hard time with it. Yeah. Navi River? Yeah,
2: yeah, the, yeah the other day, one of, the, just, room, one of the rooms so They just get so bored. One of the rooms went down on Flight of Passage the other day while I was in the building. So, oh, that stinks! Yeah, literally, it really stinks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, oh, uh, um. All right, back to me. Yep, that's you, Dave. All right, so um, I'm glad nobody took this because uh, it's the other obvious one. Um, and when you talk about scary rides, um, I had a four year old on tour the other day, and there was a conversation about, about haunted mansion. And I mean, even the name haunted mansion, like it, it inspires just that little bit of uh, wait, wait, there's ghosts. Like what, what, what's going on in there? Like if you don't know what it is and, and I've always felt that with haunted mansion, it's all about how you sell it, uh, particularly to little kids. And so, I, the mom was like, I really want to go on Haunted Mansion. And I said, give me a moment. And so I sat down with the little girl and I said, all right, so we we're going on a ride. It's called the Haunted Mansion, which means it's a house and it's got ghosts in it. And she looked very put off by just that sentence alone. And I said, but they're happy ghosts. Like these ghosts sing and they dance and it's all about how they're having a party. And we get invited to go to the party. So we're going to be introduced to a bunch of the ghosts. And then we're going to join them at this party uh, in the graveyard uh, where everybody's going to be singing and dancing. Uh, So it's not scary ghosts. It's about having fun. And she went, oh, yeah, let's do that. And so it's all about how you sell it to them at that age. Uh, We also did the number one thing that if you think you are going to have a small child have a meltdown in haunted mansion. You should ask to skip the stretching room, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: ask to skip the stretching room. That stretching room is real intimidating. Okay. Like it's, it's can get scary like that. Welcome foolish mortals to the haunted mansion. Like it's, it's, like the tone of it once again the shadow effects the elongating room can we discuss that there is a hanging body swinging in the ceiling when it lights up yeah when that moment happens i always think to myself and this is a kid's ride
0: (laughs) i'm shocked it's still there i'm glad it's there because it has a great it's part of the story but I'm but, shocked and it's still if, there.
2: if they want to do that and you don't want them to see that I've, I've done things where I'm like, I'm like, it's about to go dark for a few moments. I want you to close your eyes with me. Yeah, And that way yep. they're not looking up and seeing, yes, this swinging body. Also, I'm pretty sure I wrote it like three or four times as an adult without realizing that I should be looking up in that moment. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I was like, Oh, I'm an idiot. Like I always wondered what he was referring to of course there's always my way.
0: When you hear it too.
2: Right. I was like, "Oh, is he jumping? Is he I was like, I don't know. There's people screaming. What's going on?" Like I and then once it happened I was like, "I'm such an idiot." Yeah. Okay. He he yeah, cool. So Hold we which it's, it's scary.
0: It is, and I love you use that because when Riley was able to ride it, um first time we took her on it. We used something familiar for her. To, um, to get her to, to, to go through it. And what we did, I know this sounds weird, but it works. And it's still, I mean, still to this day, she'll talk about it. There was a great show back on, in uh, when Riley was little, back like 2014, 15, called Sophia the First. Everybody right. knows Sophia. Uh, Sophia the First was fantastic. There was an episode called Ghostly Gala, where she threw this Halloween party for all these ghosts, right, that lived in the castle. And there was this one ghost called Sir Reginald Daxter, Sh- Sir the 4th I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So Riley used to watch this episode over and over and over and over and over. And Sophia calls him Dax. So when we went, I went, hey, Riley, do you want to know something really cool about the Haunted Mansion? Dax lives in the Haunted Mansion. Nice. And I was like, when we go through, you have to pay really close attention, but you have to look because he'll move from room to room to find Dax. Dude, that instantly took the fear away because it was something familiar to her. And as we went through, she was like, "I don't see Dax." You know, she's maybe three, two or three at the time, probably two. She's like, "I don't see Dax. I don't see Dax." I'm like, "Oh, keep looking. He, you never know when he's going to pop up." And that got her interested. And then once you get through the first time, she realized, you know, what it is, and and it's fun, and. It's entertaining, and, and she, she you know she wanted to do it again and again and again, but using something familiar with your kids to do these attractions that are iconic that we love so much is is great, you know. Or take them to the gift shop. I know everybody's like, oh, great, Justin sending me the gift shop. Here goes the wallet. Go get him a uh, you know a, a plush toy, of of you know you know, something from the Haunted Mansion. Like, go to Morimoto. Go get something from there. Just something that they can take with them to make someone rather... Mike, I'm going to come to you. I want your next one, but before we go to that, how did you used to do it with the girls? Because you had a
1: great idea with pins. Yeah, we would do... uh, When it came to a lot of the scary rides, and I knew, you know, my girls kind of had to get pushed over the edge when it came to a lot of things because I know they would enjoy it, and it was that first initial getting over the fear that really uh, I had to do. So Rock and Roller Coaster, Space Mountain, all of these big rides that, that, that I knew they would enjoy, but they were originally scared to get on. I would say, listen, as soon as you get to finish this, as soon as you get to finish this ride, you get to earn a pin or a badge. And every single ride, especially the big ones, had a, a disney pin and my my kids were big into collecting the disney pins so they would get those big special pins that they liked and we get to pick it out themselves when it came to the end of the ride and that's what we did and that was kind of like their badge of honor when it came to uh you know going on some of the bigger rides
0: see that's amazing like that's that's what we're talking about though like make it something fun make it to where they're getting something out of it you know to where they're enjoying Air it so uh, mike
1: what
2: Willing to bribe
0: your child, <laughs> willing to use money to get your and, way. And there's not one that they regretted. They loved every
1: one of them. So, um, what's what's your next one? Mike? Uh, my next one is going to be, and it's one of those. If you really buy into the story and you really kind of take yourself away in the moment, I think Everest has its own fear in its own because the yeti, the actual ride, the the you know the way it's destroying the track. How you take that ride up the mountain, then the track is broken, then you slowly go backwards, then you go fast backwards, you don't know which way you're going, the track is kind of turning. Listen, if the Yeti was more animatronics, would it be a little bit more scary? Sure, it would be. But I think that (laughs) the, uh, and hopefully I'm not doing anything with it now, but, um, but I think that ride itself in general, if you buy into the story and you believe all of that and you really get lost into the moment, that could be a really scary ride to get into as well too.
0: Well, I think that brings us to a n- whole new topic with Disney attractions and with having kids. And that is taking the leap into the roller coasters that Disney does offer. And I think that's a big leap to take. You know, whenever you talk about Space Mountain, you talk about Big Thunder, you talk about Everest, you talk about Rock and Roller Coaster. Slinky, I think, is the greatest introduction for kids. Uh, to, to to start riding roller coasters, um, that and mine train. I think mine train's even more mild, don't you agree, Dave?
2: I definitely do. Um, you said Slinky Dog, and I'm like, yeah, but Slinky Dog's quite intimidating. You've got to walk, no matter which way you approach it. You have to walk right to that corner opposite the uh Pixar ball, opposite the yellow ball, and right on that corner, it goes real high, mm-hmm. and you and it takes you the best part of 40 seconds or so to walk around that corner and odds on favorite, you're walking underneath that track as those kids come screaming down that track on the, one of the, on one of the rides that's happening at that moment. And that's quite an intimidating moment for a small one. Now, my, now, uh, to turn six year old, um, when she was like three, she was like, Yeah, let's go, this is gonna be awesome. And I- I'm pretty sure she was on first name terms with most of the people, uh, at that attraction by the time, like, uh, she turned like hmm. four or f- nearly five. But she, yeah, um, it's it's an interesting experience, um, and you've got to get them to that point.
0: So, well, I, th- I, th- I think Slinky. I think Slinky does a great job in a way of, this is why I say it's a great introductory roller coaster. You can see the entire track. So that makes it to where you can actually stand off to the side and let them watch. And you as a parent can see too, like exactly what's happening. When you jump to Everest, you cannot see the track. I mean, the track's hidden. Like you can see small portions of it, but a lot of that is is completely hidden. So
2: but and also part of it is that like they're on it, and they're strapped in, and like they don't get psyched out by seeing it. That's one of the yeah. things that I like about Mind Train Yeah, is but an introduction, dude.
0: When you come, I it goes back to Tower of Terror. When you hear and you see them coming out of the mountain, and you hear and you see them as the doors open on Tower of Terror, the engineering that went into that to know. That they can play that psychological effect on people is so genius and so great. For the fact that you almost hear the screams before you even see them come out of Everest, and then all of a sudden they appear as they okay. come down. It is that is really scary. I would bet yeah, to a young it is. kid.
2: Yeah, when you walk in towards Everest and you and it echoes like you're all the way back near uh, Gibbon Point as we like point, to call it. Gibbon Point. Yeah, um, you're all the way back there. You hear them like it's Everest is psyching you out well in advance and if you come from the other direction you have to walk across that bridge where you get a clear view of them tearing along that track like and you hear it it's very intimidating
0: what are those people called in the Recola commercials that do the horns what are those horns called what are those people called the violas or something like that what is that called you know what I'm talking about? They have like the big horns and they get smaller and then they get bigger as they go Re-co-la, and it echoes all throughout the mountains. You know? That's kind of what that opening is on Everest. It's like one of those.
2: Like the guys in like the Lederhosen or whatever. Like the lederhosen? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but
0: somebody help us out. DDP Family. I know you know what we're talking about. They've got that that big tube and they're holding it and it's real small, it's almost like a trumpet. And then it goes all the way down to the ground and then it comes back up.
2: One of our patron members is it like lives in europe but like yeah we know what it is disco can, yeti
0: um, <laughs> um yeah cheryl help me out okay help right. me out you know this um so anyway yeah i i do agree it's an ever since okay uh from yeah it's an Alphorm. Alphorm. Alphorn. A L P H O
1: R N. Alphorn. alphorn porn 12 foot long wooden trumpet
0: that's what i want for my birthday <laughs>
2: Like a I just want to wake up Katie
0: on the weekends with that.
2: You you want like a vuvuzela, don't you? Like those uh, No, that's from the that's from
0: soccer. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> they got outlawed from, from soccer matches because they're right. so I hated. Those things they're
2: so obnoxious. <sighs> yeah. Just you know, the, you know, the Mike, entire well, Mike, soccer. Match. We had
1: well at City Field that when I was working for the Mets, we did some soccer tournaments, and we had like Italy versus Greece, or we had like uh, Venezuela. Oh my god, they were the worst things in the world. I had one guy right in my ear. Mm. I am like that oh Justin my and I god. Are the type of
2: personality that goes, "Yeah, I want to take one of them," and mm. Mike's the guy going, "I'm gonna snap it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you both." Like
1: <laughs> fast um, track to getting
2: ejected. Have you seen the? There was a back back during like one of the World Cups. There was a. Uh, YouTube video where somebody edited uh, Lord of the Rings where they were all like, you've got my bow and my axe and my sword and this guy goes, and my Vuvuzela, and then it's got Ooh. him running through the middle of all of the scenes <laughs> of Lord of the Rings just with his Vuvuzela. It's my favorite. I love it. It's so dumb.
0: Can I tell you my new favorite um, How did YouTube... We this? Oh, Alpha. It's fine. We're going to stay on it for a minute. Uh, my new favorite one. There's a YouTube channel. I have to find the channel. Where they put a cat inside movies, like this, this black cat inside these movies to like play these iconic roles, and it's one of the funniest things you could ever watch. It's hilarious because like they subscribe. do it; they do such a good job to this, like with it. You're just like, oh, okay, that's perfect. Um, there's these Please iconic send scenes. Me the link. <laughs> I will. I'll put it up. Um, well, that brings me to, to my last one. Uh, that is the fact of we talked about roller coasters, and. Um, the the last big step at Disney is Rock and Roller Coaster. You are not uh, one; you have no idea what's happening. You're complete. It's a completely indoor coaster. But two, it's the first time your little one will go upside down on a coaster. Um, the only time we see it at, at Disney, uh, Disney World, Disneyland, we have the Incredicoaster uh, out there. But it's it's intimidating for families.
2: One hundred percent. Let's also discuss that there is a big jump. It takes kids a little while to get from that 44 inches, which is Space Mountain, to mm-hmm. 48 inches. 40, for some reason, like I feel like the growth between 40 to 44 takes like a year, and the growth between 44 to 48 takes like another two. And I'm like, it's the same I agree, amount. Yeah. I, like, I, I, it just and 48
0: took... to 54 took forever for us.
2: You're like, come on, eat, kid. Um, Golly. And, Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's, um, it's, it is a big jump that, that extra four inches and, but yeah, 48 inches, rock and roller coaster, zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds. And you will be flipped upside down three times in less than 90 seconds total. That's insane. When you word it like that, like for, for a company that is not a roller coaster park, like, like. Th- when you go to Six Flags, when you go to Kings Dominion, when you go to even, uh, the way SeaWorld is rebranding itself. Yeah, as yeah, a, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. SeaWorld smart what they're doing right now
2: as a, a as a coaster roller park. coaster park. Like mm-hmm. that's that's their thing. You go there expecting big drops and thrills and and all sorts of like eleven levels of crazy. Whereas you come to you come to Disney World and you're like, we're gonna do teacups and we're gonna ride Dumbo. I mean there's a jungle cruise. Oh, and there's Rock and Roller Coaster. We're going to flip you upside down. Like it's a Did, yeah. You know what's
0: funny though, man? It's like Disney's starting to realize that's what they're missing, though. I think they're they're now that you get Tron, I was and about, you to get say, and we're about to say Guardians. Get, you know what I mean? When, like I think they knew they need that niche like they need to grab those teenagers and all, you know 20 somethings
2: right all we've really been told is that um all we've really been told is that guardians is going to be the longest fastest indoor roller coaster in the world and yeah. it's going to have a rear facing uphill launch and and that's enough to get people excited people are pumped for this yeah it's something new yeah they've officially said what when it opens right
0: no Okay, cool. Save you. It was this, this, is, why cool. cool. this it, is why I'm here. Cool. It was it was
2: accidentally tweeted. You can go It was find accidentally it. <laughs>
0: tweeted. Yes. So you can find it, but they have not they've that tweet has since been deleted. So yeah, it does not need to come out on of the your internet. mouth.
2: Nothing is deleted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Mike, you have anything else? No, that was it. We pretty much hit my list. I, I uh you know, I want to talk about Haunted Mansion and you know Dave got that, so uh my list is good.
0: Yeah, I think I think the other thing would be space, you know, maybe you know, it's it's that's an intimidating ride for I think that's another one like you all indoor coaster, but it's so iconic and, and it's 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 pretty slow, guys, to be honest. Like you're not really booking it around that thing. So if you're uh you know, as long as you're not too tall and if, so I still turtle my head, I'm like, oh no, I'd not to. If you get... need
2: more information on it, you can go back about what, four or five yeah. episodes ago and have a listen. Um <laughs>
0: when I had you do the whole thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually I like got it. a I got a text message from uh somebody from one of our listeners who said, I just got to ride space with you there. And I was like, oh, that was actually really cool. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So if you haven't ridden space with me, uh, go back and ride it.
1: You know, one thing about all the scary rides, whether it be Tower of Terror, whether it be, uh, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, you know, one of the great things they have on those rides are the action shots. You get to capture that fear right in the moment. And I think you should take those action shots, put them on our Facebook page. You know why? Because we have a great Facebook family. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks
0: of the Week. Picks of the Week. 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 It's time for us to get our our picks Picks of the Week.
1: Justin, what's your pick of the week?
0: Oh, mine's an easy one this week. Um, I had the the great pleasure of planning and booking my good friend Craig McFarland's trip. Uh, he's in the parks right now, and he posted it's a Dad Goals. This is where this goes, right? And it's a picture of him and Liam riding mine train. And dude, it's it's just the best, man. I I can't tell you, guys, how much it means whenever we get to see your pictures and we get because. They're not just pictures. Those are memories that you're going to have forever that you're sharing with us and letting us kind of be just a part of that moment, you know, in time. And I really, really appreciate him and his family, Uh, not only for, you know, supporting Away With Me Travel and supporting me, but also for the support he's shown the show. When we first started the show all these years ago, I remember he reached out. He was a complete stranger, had no idea who he was. He reached out, and he had been in the podcasting community for a while, and he said, uh, hey, look, my name's Craig. If you need anything at all, congrats on the new show. I'm here if you have any questions or if I can help you out at all. And just I, I've never forgotten that moment um, of creating that friendship. You know, he he put out that that hand, and and now we've been friends now for years and years and years. And it's, it's really really great to see now him have those times with his family in the park. So hey, if you haven't done so, look, I was a, um, a guest on his show. I don't think it's come out yet, talking about Genie Plus. But I've been a guest a couple times. Go check out Beyond the Mouse uh, podcast. It's fantastic um brett vanessa and, and craig do a great job over there and it's a it's a positive place to listen to some disney uh conversations so definitely and they if you want to talk about interviews holy moly um they get some great guests they've uh, they're they're part of the npr family as well so they get some fantastic guests so go check them out you're absolutely going to love them
1: very cool great dave what's your pick of the week
2: Yeah. Um, Well, actually, to tag on to Justin, I wanted to say I got to actually see Craig in the park today. Um, Met him uh, just after he had ridden Rise of the Resistance for the first time ever. Uh, Got to see Liam's reaction. It was amazing. So, um, yeah, glad he's having fun. And one other quick shout out before I jump to my photo, and that is uh, a couple of days ago I was in – I was in – pick a location, Ratatouille. I was, uh, in France, uh, at Epcot and I was waiting by the bathroom and I'd, uh, touched base with my guests and, uh, given, uh, gave them, uh, the, where we were headed to next and a couple of things to think about if that, what rides they wanted to do. And, uh, a woman standing nearby leaned across to me and she goes, are you Dave from Disney dad's podcast? I went, Oh, hi. Yes, I am. And so she'd heard me talk. Um, and I think her name was Sarah. Uh, she'd been, lis- been a listener for a while and uh, stopped to quickly say hello. Um, and uh, I, it was really great to to meet another person in the park. And she was like, yeah, my Disney dad is in the bathroom at the moment. But she was waiting for him. So uh, <laughs> it was really cute. Um, my pick of the week uh, this week is uh, was started with a great post that said, uh, first time poster and uh, new to the DDP family, um, his name is Chris Lear. Tagged his wife; uh, they've both been listening, and uh, they're they're staring down the barrel of an interesting phase of their life. They're about to be empty nesters, and um, and two of their children are running away to join Disney. Uh, their uh, oldest son is going to uh, work on the Disney Magic as a youth counselor, which I feel very close to because it is was my first ever job with the Disney company, uh, wearing those yellow shirts on board and taking care of the kids. And then the youngest daughter, uh, is, uh, going into her college program, uh, come August, a wonderful family photo of them all standing in Epcot gathered together. Uh, and so just wonderful to have, uh, Chris and Andrea, uh, Lear joining our Disney dads podcast family and getting involved, uh, on our Facebook page.
0: I love it, absolutely. I can't wait to see them at uh, on the Magic. You know, as we as we as we saw on the Magic, get to hopefully say
1: hello. Um, Mike, how about you? Buddy? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to another good friend of the Disney Dad Podcast family, or the DDP Today Podcast family, and that would be Seth Dawson. And uh, he's got a great picture, and it says, "When you're headed to a friend's house, whose first trip happened to coincide with your trip in a two weeks, you dress up to prepare them for what what they're getting into by making it a group trip, and uh, they go with some Disney newbies and." They are dressed to impress. And you, Seth, you have my pick of the week.
0: Absolutely love it. And once again, uh, Seth, I've worked with, and and uh, man, just what a great uh, family that is and, and everything he does. So we appreciate you very, very much. Guys, if you haven't done so, we're in kind of a transition phase right now uh, with the show, with the rebranding that happened last week, uh, DDP Today. Um, we have purchased the uh domain name I, it was funny cuz i i put the post but i guess i didn't say that i purchased the domain name uh we did purchase the domain name it first thing we did and uh so we are rebuilding the website um and and it's it's going to be you know very streamlined very fun and hopefully we have some ideas for that in the future but right right now look i know the name has changed on facebook so if you're looking for disney dad's podcast Family on Facebook, you're not going to find it. We have switched over completely. It is now DDP Today Podcast Family uh, on Facebook. So go there, join us. That is where we get all of our picks and all that. Um, Of course, if you want to support the show, if you'd like to become a Patreon member, uh, click that link below for as little as $2 a month. You can help the show, and that helps us keep this thing commercial free. Lots of great perks. They're all listed there. There are five great uh, tickets that you can join, A, B, C, D, and E tickets. I will say the E ticket is closed right now. All five are taken. Um, there are no e-tickets available. Um, I am thinking about opening some up because we have had interest, and in, in people want to jump to that e-ticket. Um, just for those extra benefits, so but I may only, open some. They up.
2: only they only want to join e ticket because they have a question and they, or they have a topic and they're like, this is how to make sure my topic gets discussed on. D- this is how today. I get <laughs> to be a guest
0: on the show. Uh, yeah. Um, so make sure to make sure to do that. Um, and then also we've had a request to to do something bigger than e ticket, so maybe we'll do that in the future. Uh, no also, F
2: ticket ride. What is that? What are you uh, Lots
0: of we'll do a club thirty three oh. or something like that. <laughs> lots of great Golden new shows Oaks coming. Uh, Golden Oaks membership, I like it um, <laughs> We'll Lots of great shows uh, coming Some have already been released The first episode of DDP uh, Today News with Kat Dupree uh, Is out, check it out It's in the feed, if you scroll down, it's right there Check that out, Kat did an amazing job with that first episode uh, I was her guest, I didn't bog her down too much I, It wasn't too much of a burden, I don't think um, And she did an amazing job She lifted me up and, and made me look good So I appreciate that uh, But she's going to be having on, uh, I think Mike next yes. uh, Coming with her And uh, and talking all kinds of Disney news. So that's coming out. Um, We also the first or the uh, newest episode of Universal Unleashed is done. It's just an introductory into kind of since we rebranded that show uh, coming out uh, real soon. And we're super excited. Another reason that brought this topic to mind, uh, Mike will be joining me because we'll be talking about the first Halloween Horror Night speculation map just dropped. And so we're gonna be chatting about that this week. Um, And then also, uh, we've got look, Walking with Walt, Disney 8, um, Joe's, you, uh, uh, Split Stays, um, lots of stuff coming. So the whole idea was to rebrand with more and more and more and more stuff. So super excited to do that. Guys, let's close it up tonight. Dave, start with you, buddy.
2: Um, uh, the, the terminology scary, the terminology fear uh, is different for all of us. And it's one of those things that we have to respect that we, we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. We don't want any to ruin anybody's day in Disney world and have them, um, have them crouched in a corner, rocking back and forth and, um, and needing to lie on a couch and talk about it. Um, we, we, we don't want to force our good friend Jason to ride tower of terror. Um. But we
0: we speak for yourself. I want to force him to ride it.
2: Only if you ride. <laughs> only if you ride Mission Space Orange. First. I did ride Mission Space with them. You wrote it with me. Well, that's uh, yeah, rode with Mike. That's who then, I wrote it with. I wrote then, it with Mike. Yeah. you're a sucker because he was never going to do that. <laughs> I am a sucker. Um. But we don't want we we don't want people to be scared. We if if it's not for you, if it's not for somebody that you're with. Um, there's, yeah, there's no point in ruining their day and having them, uh, go on a ride. Um, sometimes it's fun to give them a little bit of grief for it, but, um, that's just, that's just good fun. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to, um, to, to find out what makes a person tick and what, uh, what they're, what makes them makes their heart skip a beat. So um, there are lots of different versions of fear that can be discovered in Walt Disney World. Know it's been fun chatting about it today.
1: 100%. Mike, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I had a great time seeing you guys tonight. I had a great time talking about some of the things. Hopefully, some of our Disney newbies that might be coming to the, to the parks anytime soon. It gives them a little bit of insight and maybe, you know, gives you a couple of ways to get your kids to take that jump and go on those rides. Uh, you know, I, how I did it with my kids, how Justin did it with his you know his daughter. And, uh, and Dave, you had some great insight on getting your kids to go on these rides and even some adults to get over that fear. So uh, I had a great time talking about that tonight. And I got to, didn't get to say it before. So happy birthday to Charlotte tomorrow. Enjoy your birthday. Uh, a very magical birthday, I'm sure it will be. So enjoy your day, guys, and I had a great week.
0: Happy, happy birthday, Charlotte. Uh, from us to you, hope you have an amazing day with your with your family there. It's going to be fantastic. Um, DDP family, we love you guys. Have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. Uh, patron family, stick around. You're up next. We're going to be uh, taking the topic of fear and elevating it within the Disney park, where we're going to be creating our own uh, Halloween event, only for adults, only the scary stuff, and what IPs, what uh, uh, rides, what characters would we use to create this terrifying adventure in the park, so stick around, we're going to have some fun on the other side with that everyone else, have an amazing week, we love you and we'll see you real soon have a good night everybody Cheers. have a good night on behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you, we hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey